Welcome to Eat Blog Talk, where food bloggers come to get their fill of the latest tips, tricks, and insight into the world of food blogging. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll provide you with the tools you need to add value to your blog, and we'll also ensure you're taking care of yourself because food blogging is a demanding job. Now, please welcome your host, Megan Porta. Hey, awesome food bloggers. Do you struggle with knowing exactly what you should be doing to move the needle forward in your business? And do you struggle with knowing what to focus on next? If so, if this sounds like you, I have two solutions for you. Number one is mastermind groups. There is so much power in getting people together and helping to solve each other's problems. At Eat Blog Talk, we have put together our own mastermind groups and we are hosting these weekly. You can join at any time. You can try it out for a month or you can sign up for a quarter or you can go all in and sign up for an entire year. Come join us, see if it's a great fit for you. And this will really help you to solve those problems you're having in your business and give you clarity about what you should be doing next to move your business forward. The next solution is the Eat Blog Talk membership. I have spent all of 2021 so far putting so much value inside of the membership. It is such a supportive and wonderful place to be for food bloggers. We are learning so much from each other. We are joining together in monthly intensive calls where we focus on very specific parts of food blogging in order to grow our businesses in massive ways. We also have guest experts come in and join us very regularly to talk about really specific parts of food blogging. And we get one-on-one access to these experts, such as Matt Mullen from Email Crush, Casey Marquis from MediaWise. So many great people are joining us in these sessions and they are super valuable. There are so many reasons why you should be in the membership. I could not even start touching on all of it. If you're tired of wandering around aimlessly in your business and not knowing what to focus on, Give the membership a try for free for two weeks. Go to eatblogtalk.com. You can sign up for the masterminds there and you can also start the process of getting into the membership for two weeks just to check it out. The rest of us can't wait to see you inside. I wanted to quick preface this episode and let you know where it came from because it's a little bit of a unique episode today. We initially recorded this interview inside of a Zoom call that happened inside the eBlog Talk membership. A couple times a month, we host guest experts. We bring them into the membership and all members get access to Zoom calls with these experts who join us. This expert, his name is Jay Shear, and I will allow him to do his own introduction because that will happen in a little bit. He joined us uh, recently inside of a Zoom call, and it was such an incredible, inspiring, and I must say like slightly unexpected call or interview that I just had to repost this, republish this on the podcast. I want you guys to hear how amazing he is. I want you to hear his inspiring words. And I also want to give you a glimpse inside what we experience weekly inside the membership, just so you know what awesome things happen in there. And I'm just giving you a little snippet of an exclusive piece of the membership. So enjoy this. And I will allow Jay to introduce himself. So thank you for taking the time for this. First of all, Gina, doesn't Jay have the best voice ever? It's like the perfect radio everything voice podcast voice and you have a yes. podcast yeah you kind of go like yes. this <laughs> <You're> like, <"Ooh." laughs> i know i'm sure you've <laughs> well, been told you. that your whole life right like <laughs> well once my voice changed yes but it has gotten progressively lower as oh. my number in years has increased as well believe it or not many many years ago when i first started playing music professionally i was one of the singers in the band and i <laughs> actually used to sing journey songs and took the and took the lead the lead vocals if you can believe that wow that's crazy (laughs) i love that oh that's funny well welcome naja how are you today in panama naja joins us from panama so she's the farthest away jay remind me where you are located sure i'm in florida in the Daytona Beach area. So on the east coast about an hour south of Jacksonville. Okay, cool. 
And hi, Nadja. Good to meet you. Okay. I'm Jay. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so Jay Pleasure. is awesome. He was going to um, talk today about taking action, which is something that I know I could use a little motivation and inspiration in that topic. So um, this is one of your areas of expertise, Jay, right? Um, why don't you do first quick, a uh, little intro to yourself, like who you are, you can tell a little bit about your podcast, and then we can dive into taking action. Sure, I'd, I'd be happy to. So my name is Jay Shear. I own a business consulting and coaching business called Jay Shear Business Consulting. And I spent 32 years in corporate America working with a number of different companies and left that role behind in 2016 very briefly went to work for a tech startup company and left that after I realized, and they realized that it wasn't a good fit. And then I started my own business. It was the right time to take action, which we'll certainly talk about. So I did that and I focused primarily on helping businesses achieve better outcomes, better results. You've heard of the Better Business Bureau. I'm actually the better business builder. So those businesses that are looking to achieve greatness, that are looking to really achieve much better outcomes and generate better legacies for themselves and for their families, those are the types of businesses that come to me. So that's the work that I do. And then I also have a podcast, which has quite frankly taken on a life of its own. And that podcast is heavily focused on business, although quite frankly, it's about the human experience. So I have guests on from all over the world, uh, you name it, uh, very well-known influential guests. I have uh, New York Times bestselling authors, top psychologists, business leaders, influencers. And the whole objective is to share insights, to help to inspire others, but to share insights that are going to help other business people, but not only in our business lives, but in our personal lives as well. So I thoroughly enjoy doing that. And I started that right around the time of COVID. So this would have been early March of 2020. And I actually pivoted another idea, something else I was doing where I would meet in different locations with groups of business leaders. And basically, we would, we would sit around and mastermind and talk about challenges in their businesses, pain points. And we would discuss those challenges and every business leader would walk away with some nugget, something tangible and actionable that they could apply immediately in their business to start solving problems and really to start to see better results. Mm -hmm. And it was a great opportunity for me to facilitate those discussions, to connect with others, to build meaningful relationships. And then when COVID hit and we could no longer meet in person, I said, I have to do something to be able to give back and stay connected to a larger business community. And that's really when I began the podcast. Can you tell everyone what your podcast is called? Certainly. Thank you for that. It's called yep. Business Minds Coffee Chat. Cool. I'm going to add that. To, I know I um, looked at it. I looked it up on the app but I need to add it to my list because everything you just said is right up my alley. And it's something that I believe so firmly too. And that's the reason I have this community is because it's not just about getting the information. Like we are heavy into like SEO and building up our, our Google juice and, you know, making sure we make an impact on Pinterest. And we have all of these like fact driven topics that we dive into, but it's so important to get to the other side and just to make sure that we are mentally healthy. We're taking care of ourselves. And that, in my opinion, is just as important as the other pieces of it. And there are people who discount that and they're like, I just want the facts. I want the information. And I'm like, you can't, I mean, you can do that, but you're going to be so much more successful if you really dig into like, you know, what does it take to take action? And 
what's your morning routine like? And what are your goals? Are you actually taking downtime on the weekends and all of these things? So it's like this huge, big picture that's so important. And we get as entrepreneurs, small business owners, we get lost in that and we, we forget it. And I think it's so sad. <laughs> well, you are, you are so right. I couldn't say it any better than what you just did. You, you gave a very good overview of what truly is important. And I'll share with you that in my coaching business, a big part of the time that I spend coaching business owners and entrepreneurs is around mindset it's around being able to do and prioritize the things that, that are important that are going to allow you to grow a not only a profitable business, but a sustainable business. And if you aren't able to show up empowered, if you're not showing up as your best self, if you're not showing up healthy and vibrant and setting a good example for not only yourself, but your team, if you have one, or your family or your community or the rest of the world, then you're not accomplishing the best that you possibly can. And again, I'm going to go back to thriving and sustaining. And I mean, I've been through different periods in my life where I haven't been as healthy as I knew I could be to where I am today. And I'm in my mid fifties and I'm quite frankly at the healthiest point in my life than I've ever been. And so much of that is because of how I choose to show up. And it is a choice. Those choices that I make throughout the day, starting the day, ending the day a certain way, and the investment that I make in myself. And that investment goes beyond just exercise. It's around who I choose to spend time with. It's how I the, the food that I that I consume, what I put into my body, the types of content that I read and and where I spend and invest my time, those things are are so incredibly important. And when you start to to look at your your life and your business through a very different lens, through different optics, and you start to look at, where and how am I having challenges and why am I facing those challenges? It doesn't always point to what's happening on a spreadsheet, right? Yeah. Nine times out of 10, the issue is you. Yeah. <laughs> That's a tough one to face, but yeah. it's a reality. Oh my gosh. I'm writing that out of nine times out of 10. The issue is you <laughs> says Jay. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true though. And it's hard to admit that to yourself. It's hard to say, I'm the problem. <laughs> I am the common denominator and I need to fix me before my business moves forward. But it's so true. So how do we how do we get ourselves to see maybe what's holding us back with mindset? Is there do you have any tricks for that? Like what if we feel held back? I've felt held back in my past. There have been times when I've just been like, I know there's something holding me back and I know it's me. I just don't know how to figure out what it is. That's a that's a deep question. It may be, <laughs> may be deeper than what you had intended because we're all different, right? Each and every one of us, although we're all human beings, we have similar operating systems the thoughts and what we've been surrounded by, the biases that we carry, our environment, our upbringing, all of those things are different, which we all have different data points. So the first piece of that is looking at our belief systems and really trying to uncover what we think about ourselves, how we see ourselves. And when I say see, I'm talking about what is the picture that we have of ourselves, of how we show up to the world. What do we feel we are good at, what we can accomplish, where we do not show up as our best selves, where we tend to fail. All of those things are important data points. And what one of the first things that I would do in my experience, would be to start to map out what my belief system looks like. And sometimes working with someone to help ask good questions, deeper questions about yourself can help to start to extract that type of information. And what, what I'm trying to accomplish there is to build a mental map, a map of 
who I am and the story that I tell myself, because I'll share with you how important this becomes as we continue to want to, to grow and change and, and improve and become better. If you look at, and I'll, and I'll give you an, a, a fairly simple example, although it's really not that simple, but individuals that are on a weight loss journey, you see so often that they're on that roller coaster ride, right? Where they, they start to, to get into a rhythm. They subscribe to some plan, no matter what it is. I'm, I won't name names, but it, they, and, and they start to lose weight and they start to feel a little bit better about themselves. And then they revert back to the way that they were doing things before and the weight starts to come on, right? And that's that roller coaster, the up and the down. And we all face seasons in life, right? We all face those ups and downs. But the one thing that hasn't changed about those weight loss programs is the internal belief in the way the person sees themselves. It's, it's amazing the psychological aspect and the psychological impact that that belief and that vision has on who we are and everything that we do in life. And, I, and I'll give you a great, another great example. There's a book called Psycho-Cybernetics by Dr. Maxwell Maltz, mm. and it's a classic book, and it's been around for, for many, many years. And there's an interesting point in that that Dr. Maltz talks about. He was a very well-known plastic surgeon, and he worked on patients who had had birth defects or were in an accident, things like that, not necessarily cosmetic type type surgeries. And people would come to him and let's say someone had a cleft lip or uh, you know something that needed to be that they wanted to have corrected and he would correct it, right? He would do amazing work. And after the surgery, the person would come back and they would say, you know, I don't feel any different. And here they had this amazing surgery. They look incredible, but they didn't feel incredible because they didn't change the internal view. Only the external changed. And we see that going back to the weight loss side. If you don't see yourself as a healthy, weight, vibrant, fit person, then no matter what you do, you are going to circumvent that. Mm -hmm. You're going to fall. You're going to cause an issue. There's going to be a gap somewhere down the line. So we work on the inside first, then we can become that person and we can accomplish magical things. Does that make sense? It does. I love that so much. So how do we begin that process of changing who, how we perceive ourselves? Because that is not an easy thing to do. I mean, you can like say the words, but how do you actually get yourself to believe the words and the thoughts? Yeah. So let's go back to the mental map, right? Really trying to uncover what are the beliefs that I, ha that I have, what are the potential limiting beliefs that are holding me back? The, an example for me, and, and these are things that I had to work on myself and continue to work on because we're always a work in progress, but it was using the words, I can't do X or I'm not good enough to do Y. So I had to reframe the language that I used to change the I can'ts to I can, or I'm learning to, or I may not be able to yet. So the language was an important piece, right? That helps to change the mental image and the internal image of who we are. And then also a lot of visualization. So I would visualize myself as a very successful business person or as a successful musician, whatever it was that I was trying to accomplish and whatever it is I'm trying to accomplish, I start to paint the picture of visual in my mind of who that person is, who I want to become, what I 
what I look like, what I feel like, the thoughts that I have, the, the more detail you can get on that, the more tangible you can make it, the more realistic it becomes. And our mind doesn't, it doesn't know the difference between something that we are making up, if you will, right? We're not there quite yet yeah. and something that is in the outside world. So when we start to create those those mental images and those changes and the diff and we reframe the storyline that we've been telling ourselves, that's when the change starts to happen. But it has to you, you want to do this incrementally. So I would pick one particular area that you want to work on. So if it's let's say as an example, I'm trying to overcome a traumatic experience or I'm trying to. Yeah, let's stick with that. Overcome a traumatic experience. The first thing that I need to do is I need to recognize where is where are those feelings coming from and acknowledge those feelings. Right. And start to change. And, and I don't I don't want to come across as, as woo woo here, but just pay attention to me for a moment. And if this doesn't make sense, just let me know. As human beings, we are storytellers, right? We think in pictures, okay? We don't think in words. We think in pictures. The words are important, but the pictures are, are incredibly important. So if you've experienced some sort of trauma, you can take that mental image that you see pertaining to that trauma, and you can start to change the optics of that trauma, just like you would with a camera. You can change the lighting. So right now, a traumatic experience, if it affects you in a very powerful way, it's because it's very big and it's very bright and it's very loud, right? Mm -hmm. That's because it's got all those emotions tied to it. If we can start to change that and reduce the lighting in our mind, right? Start to darken it start to shrink the size of the image that we see. And this is a process that you go through. We start to do that. So we've changed the size of it. We've changed the lighting and we change the volume in our mind of the sound that we hear when we're telling us, when we're telling ourselves the story of that traumatic experience, when we can do those things, we start to change the emotional impact that that thing has on our lives. And if you do that consistency, what you're doing is you're building new habits, right? You're building, it's like working out in the gym. You're building the mind muscle and you're changing the association that you have with that thing. Now, so that's a traumatic experience. We can do the exact same thing with a positive thing. If there's an area that we want to change in our life, if we want to show up as you know, a, a more powerful person, if we want to, uh, to be known as a, an excellent speaker, right? but we don't have that experience, we can start studying incredible speakers and start to visualize ourselves as an incredible speaker. Right. Learn how to speak effectively, learn how to use intention and words and intonation, all of those things that we attribute to an excellent speaker. Is, is that helpful at all? That's so awesome. I love how you kind of manipulate the visualization depending on what you want. So if it's something tra traumatic or tragic that happened, then just, you know, like literally just make it smaller and I've never thought of it like that before. That's such a good way to see it. And then if it's something you want more of, whether it's about you or a situation, just like make it bright and big and, um, and maybe think of it more often. So that is, I love that. I kind of got goosebumps when you were talking about that. How big of a role do you feel people, the people who are surrounding you in your life play in that whole process? Like, if you start um, spending more time with like high quality, awesome, smart, driven, uplifting people, isn't that going to affect you much more quickly? Very, very much so. You're absolutely right there. You've clearly heard the saying before that we're the average of the five people we spend the most time with. Love that quote. <laughs> I, I love that quote too, and I've heard it in I've heard it said in different variations. But I look at that, and it's more than just words. It's 
it's a universal principle in my experience. And I'm very intentional these days. I, I wasn't in the past until I began to learn the impact of who I'm surrounding myself with and, yeah. and also what I'm consuming, right? But the people make such a tremendous difference. They can either give you energy or they can suck energy from you. So be very, very intentional because I'm sure we've all had that experience before where when we're around others who, you know, they're excited about life, they're excited about what they're doing, they're, they seem to be motivated people, they have a purpose in life, they love to, to talk about things and, and challenge each other and help each other grow and support. When you're around people like that, you feel better, mm-hmm. right? You, you're lifted up. It's, it's an incredible feeling. And think about the impact that you're having on the other people that are around you, right? If you show up as, you know, with your head down and your voice starts to drop and you're just, oh my gosh, you know, this day has been the worst. Life right? I've got Life's yeah. right. I've got all these, these pains and these woes. Yeah. The other people around you are going to start to fall to your level. And so, again, it goes back to intentionality. I'll give you an example, and I'm going to tie it back to the gym for a moment. So I part of my morning routine is to move my body every day, seven days a week. And I choose to go to the gym. Now, I have a home gym, but I choose to go to the gym for a couple of reasons, which I can share with you. But I because of my insurance program, I can belong to more than one gym and one gym that I go to that I thoroughly enjoy the people there, it's an older demographic. And what I found was that over time, the conversations were more around their doctor's appointments and their surgeries <laughs> and their physical yeah. therapy and the this and the that, right? Yeah. And I started to, I wasn't feeling as good. It was just, it was a really interesting sensation. And I had to extract myself and take a break from going to that gym and move to another gym where it's really all about the exercising and and lifting and and really working on, on your, you know, your body and pushing yourself, right. Motivating yourself. I had to do that. Now I go back to that gym, right? But I have to take breaks sometimes because yeah. of who I'm surrounding myself with. And when when you find that you are not showing up as the, the way that you would like to, start to pay attention to where you're spending your time. Start to pay, pay attention to who you're around most and start to listen to those conversations that you're having. And if it's not, if the individuals that you're with are not supporting your goals, if they don't align with who you want to become, you've, you have to make a tough decision. I mean, I've had to let people go. I've had to not spend as much time with certain individuals because they are not necessarily aligned with me. We grow at different rates, which is totally fine. There's no judgment there, but you have to focus on you, right? That's part of self-care. You have to take care of you first so you can then take care of others. And if other people are pulling that energy from you, if they're sucking the goodness from you and keeping you from showing up the way you want to show up, you need to take action on that. You need to do something about it. Don't let that go. Yeah, it's a big deal. That's a really big deal. Who you're spending your time with is a big, big deal. I was just getting my hair cut earlier this morning and I was sitting there waiting for the, you know, the dye to do its work. And there was a woman, like, it was almost funny. It was so bad, but she was a few chairs down and she was like, oh my God, my shoulder hurts and my, my spine has this issue. And I literally was like, my shoulder started hurting. And I was like, maybe, like, maybe I have what she has. Cause she was talking about some terrible disease and, and it started to affect me. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have to get away from this. But it was horrible. Like, yeah, my daughter is, she has this injury and it was just like on and on. So I'm like, ah, <laughs> sometimes you can't get away from it, but it is so important 
to evaluate consistently, like who you're spending consistent time with. Um, recently, my husband was like, I noticed recently that you've just been like peppier and you've had more confidence and you're just like on a mission to like kill it with your business. And he, so when he said that, I was like, huh, nothing has really changed. But when I thought about it, I was like, wait a second, something has changed. I am spending time with you guys, Gina and Naja, and all these amazing people in the membership. Jay, I'm spending time with, you know, people and we are members. I have really like increased the quality of the people that I'm spending time with. So that is the only thing that's changed. My motivation hasn't changed. So it was really cool to hear him say that and to make a connection with the people. So, yeah. I, I love that example. So cool. So I want to hear about your morning routine because I know you're big into morning routines. Sure. Let's hear what you do. And I would love to, yeah, just learn from you. A absolutely. I'm happy to share. So understand that this, what I will explain to you is uniquely mine. So that doesn't mean that because I do X, Y, and Z, that it's going to have the same effect on the next person. Now there's some general principles at play that are that do cross over but just understand that your morning routine which i would encourage you to develop one if you don't is going to be uniquely yours and you'll start to see different types of results so the first thing that i do is i wake up early every morning so i'm up and i don't i do set an alarm but i the alarm doesn't wake me up i have an alarm on my watch <laughs> which goes off at 4.30 every morning, but I'm already up before 4.30. I usually get up about 4.10. Whoa. <laughs> and, and before my feet even leave the covers of the bed, the very first thing that I do is I say to myself, I don't say this out loud, but I say to myself something along the lines of, this is going to be an incredible day and I cannot wait to get started. So it's something along those lines. There may be a variation. So I, I want to start with something positive and something encouraging, right? I'm not going to allow something else that I don't control to come into my mindset and change the way that I start the day. So that's the very first thing. Feet hit the ground. I already have my clothes ready, which I set out the night before my gym clothes, okay? I immediately am drinking a bottle of water. And then while I'm drinking the water, I have a gratitude practice and I have a gratitude journal that I write in every day. This happens to be the, the journal that I use. And it could be something as simple as one or two lines. I'm grateful that I woke up this morning. I'm grateful for the air that I breathe. I'm grateful for my family. You, you get the picture. Mm -hmm. You write whatever your comfortable with. And now my gratitude journal, I, I mean, I almost fill up an entire page. I could keep going because there's so gratitude plays such an important role in my life today. So that's, I, I write in that. And then before I cap off the gratitude journal, I'm also writing down inspiring words about myself. So as an example, I'll write something like, I'm worthy of living in abundance. I'm, I'm a champion. I am loving and kind. Things like that. So I might pick three to five things and I'm saying to myself, I'm writing these things down. So every day, I'm starting off by reinforcing a positive message and showing gratitude, drinking the water, and saying something positive about my about myself. So after I fin finish the gratitude writing, I then I read every morning from um, I, I love Stoicism, <laughs> so I read from a book called The Daily Stoic, and this is a book by Ryan Holiday. He's a very well known New York, New York Times bestselling author, but it's it, it's a way of helping to get clarity on life and what we experience. And I just want to stay rooted in 
what truly is important in understanding the things that I have influence over and the things that I don't. So that's why I read from that. And then it's time to go to the gym and I mix it up in the gym. You know, I go through anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour and a half of weight training, cardio work. It, it depends on what I'm, what I'm working on that particular day, but that's seven days a week that I'm doing this. And I end that with a meditation practice before I come back to the home. And the meditation practice, really, it could be anything from 10 minutes to 30 minutes, sometimes a little bit longer. And I do if you're if you're not familiar with meditation, really, there's no right or wrong way. It's just it's called a meditation practice because that's what it is. It's practicing, right? We never reach the end. We just keep practicing at it. And I do guided meditations because I found for me that if I just sit in silence, it's a little more difficult for me to to get the benefits of the meditation. So a guided meditation helps me focus and recognize my thoughts. And, and I'm, I, the reason that I do this, and this is the main point that I want to share when it comes to meditation, the practice, practice itself helps us understand and helps us listen to when those negative thoughts come into our minds. And it happens to all of us. There isn't one person on this call right now who doesn't get that negative chatter going on in your mind. And, but we have to pay attention to it because if we don't, that becomes the operating system mm-hmm. for us, right? By meditating, I recognize when a thought comes, I accept it, and then I just let it go. And I get back to my breathing. And when I'm better at recognizing those thoughts, I can catch them during the day. That's the power of the meditation practice for me is being able to recognize the thoughts. Then I can question the thought, right? So when I, when it enters my mind and there's some negative thought about myself, I can question it and say, really, Jay, are you really that way? Or did you, are you really a failure? You know, all of the, whatever it is coming my way, I can question it. And that's powerful. That space between the thought coming and your choice on what you do with that thought, that space right there is your power. Mm -hmm. So that's the meditation practice. Then I'm back at the house, quick shower, and then I'm checking in on what my plan is for that day, what my to-dos are, what did I commit to doing, and then I start to answer emails, check in on social, those sorts of things. And I do that after that morning routine because I, I want nothing to pull me away from my priorities to pull me away from what's important in my life. Because if, you know, if you're checking in with email first thing in the morning before you do anything else, guess what happens? You're going to get pulled into somebody else's issue, right? And then all of a sudden, all the other stuff that's super important to you, you, it becomes, it becomes a distraction. So that's how I start my day. That's amazing. I'm so impressed that you do that consistently every day. All of that. You do all of that seven days a week. That's so impressive. Seven wow. days a week. Yeah. And that's like, do you feel like it's a, an established habit? And how long did it take you to get to the point where it was like consistent every day? Yeah, that's a or great have question. You always, <laughs> have you always done no. that? <laughs> no, not at all. So is it a habit? Absolutely. It's a habit now. And that habit become is a result of behaviors, right? So when you start to look at the things that you do on a consistent basis and you're paying attention to them, you start to realize where those habits come from. So I made a commitment to myself that I was going to change certain aspects of how I live my life. I didn't do everything at one time, right? I picked one particular area. So I'll I'll give you the example of, of working out. So in my corporate days, I was traveling 
all the time. I was on an airplane multiple times a week, entertaining clients, eating unhealthfully, eating big meals, uh, enjoying some drinks from time to time. And I, I was 35 pounds overweight. I wasn't, I didn't feel good. I was sluggish. I was start, I was having some heart palpitations. I just, my stress level was up. I was sweating profusely. I just didn't feel good. And I tried to fake it as well as I could, but it, it just wasn't who I wanted to be. So the very first thing that I decided to do was I'm going to start to change how I move my body. And so I was spending, I decided I'm going to go into the gym and I'm really going to do this incrementally. I'm just going to take baby steps. I'm going to see like how many pull-ups I can do or how many push-ups I can do. And can I do that day after day after day? And it was a process getting there because I, I didn't want to judge myself. I didn't want to shame myself for not showing up one day, but I wanted to also celebrate the win if I did go, or if I did get up early and I thought about going and then I took that necessary action, right? I got in the car. And sometimes it's the simple things that make the big difference. Like you, I mentioned to you that I put my clothes out the night before. Mm. I do that because I'm trying to remove as much friction and I want to make it as easy as possible to get to yes. And when I see those clothes sitting there and I know that I already put them out the night before, I don't have to think about it the next morning, because if I have to think about it, I may say, Ooh, you know, <laughs> there's something else that I'd rather do. So yeah. I, it, when I started to do that, it was baby steps, right? One day, then the next day, then the next day. And it did take some time. I mean, it took a good couple of months or so until it really, I didn't have to think about it. It just became more, it, it, it was a habit, right? I had ingrained the habit and it became a positive behavior. And just like most things in life, when you start to do something for yourself that you, you start to feel better about who you are, it creates a ripple effect. And guess what? You start eating better. Mm -hmm. You start having different kinds of conversations. You start to pay more attention to who you're around. All of that stuff is a... It, it, it is a ripple effect. I mean, you've heard the, the saying before that a rising tide lifts all boats. It's like when you do something that helps to, to lift that tide, all of a sudden, the different areas of your life and including your business mm -hmm. start to change. And I, I like to use the saying that if, if you want to grow a thriving sustainable business, you've got to grow you first. And growing you means taking the right actions. It means being responsible and accountable for what you do in the morning, how you show up, your health, your what you again, what you put in your body, all of those things make make a difference. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This is so speaking to me. I 100 percent agree. And this is the message that I love delivering to food bloggers because food blogging is crazy, Jay. Like we, we have so much to do and it's, and everything is changing all the time. Right guys. I mean, it's like you get one thing down and then, Oh wait, Google has a core update coming out. Everything's different. And then you're like, Oh, you know, so I always preach that, that if you're not taking care of you, you are not going to be able to grow this crazy business <laughs> ever, like ever. I mean, you can for a while, but it's short term. If you want it That's to right. be long term and sustainable, you've got to take care of yourself. So thank you for all of that. That was like, woo, awesome stuff. <laughs> um, and then I wanted to talk about action um, because I've had this thing rolling around in my head lately about action and just like those people who have plans and ideas and goals, but they never actually move toward them. And why is that? Like, why are there people who action comes easily. So I've come up with this thing, um, like a little Megan formula, but it's discipline plus consistency equals, I don't know what action and, you know, progress. And I think those two words, those components are so important because like you were just saying, Jay, 
your morning routine, that requires discipline. You're not going to want to get up at 410 every morning. Um, and then that combi- combined with doing things over and over and over and over and over, eventually you can look back and say, oh my gosh, look at all of the things I just did. So what are your thoughts on all of that? And uh, am I missing anything in that formula? Is there something that uh, something else that should go in there? What do you think? So I, I love your formula. The only thing that I would add to that, because I completely agree with you about the discipline piece and about the consistency piece, there has to be the purpose piece in there. Mm. You have to have a driving reason, a purpose for doing the things that you do. If they're important enough to you, if they're meaningful enough, if you have established the the goal the right way and you've created the the mental picture and the things that we've been talking about up to this point, if it's strong enough and meaningful enough to you, by taking action, that is where the fire happens. So I look at everything that I do when I'm working with a client as an example and helping them build a solid foundation for their business, right? And getting the 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 pieces right that allow them to grow effectively, we have to have the right purpose behind each of those. So it goes beyond just the goal setting. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the the goals for just a moment, because this is where that purpose and the taking action piece becomes very important. When you go through a goal setting process, I would go beyond, I want to X, I want to earn more money, right? You want to get as specific as possible. So I want to earn, you know, $10 million by this date, right? Get specific on the dollar amount and the time frame around it. But then to take it a step further, also define what happens if I don't achieve this? How am I going to feel? And what impact is that going to have on my life? And then on the flip side of that, if I do achieve that, how am I going to feel and what impact is that going to have on my life or on my business if it's a business goal? So those help me look at what's important and the things that I need to take action on. And again, if it's, imp- if it's important enough, I'm going to do it. And just like anything else, talk is nice. Learning is great. I love reading. But if I don't take the lessons learned, if I don't take something away from this conversation that we're having right now and apply it, I'm missing the point. Yeah. There's magic in action. That's something that my wife says to me. There's magic in action. And there truly is. And when I first started my podcast, the very end of each episode, I would make that very statement. Don't just listen to what you, to what's been provided to you today. Actually take something that you picked up, a nugget of information and take action on it, apply it. And it doesn't have to be a huge, grand, big thing. It can be like one little thing, you know, using this uh, conversation as an example, give you one little piece of what you talked about that you do with your morning routine and starting there and then just building those habits from there. So I think people get so overwhelmed, like, oh, I could never have a morning routine like Jay. He's perfect. I mean, he spends three hours, you know, taking care of himself in the morning, but it doesn't have to be like that. We can pare it down to a really, really small piece. And that right there, I would say is the key. It's the linchpin to all of this are those small, tiny steps that you can take. What is the smallest thing that I can do that's going to move me in the direction of that goal, whatever it is? And and when I mentioned about my morning routine, you'll remember that I said that it's uniquely mine, right? I wouldn't expect anyone else to necessarily spend three hours in the morning or get up at 4.15 just because Jay said that's what he does. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, that's mine. 
right? Because it's what works for me because I've tried other things and that's what gets me, that allows me to show up the way that I do every day. But for you, no matter what it is you want to do, break it down into its smallest parts. And if you truly want to start to build more empowering, more effective habits, that's how we do it. It's by looking at the small pieces, the incremental things that I can do. And maybe if you're trying to maximize your your time, let's say, maybe that means getting up five minutes earlier, not two hours earlier, but five minutes earlier. And then let that work into its system, right? Get Start to change that. Then let's see if we can push that back to 15 minutes earlier. Incrementally, that's how we win. Remember this, we're playing the long game here. This isn't about trying to accomplish everything at one time. Because when we do that, we start to sabotage what we're truly after because we get frustrated Right When we take on too many things at one time, we get distracted. We, because we don't accomplish all of it, we start to tell ourselves those negative stories. And they're not true. If you just take one area and start to work on that, you'll start to see the changes happening. And here's the big piece that's going to help you no matter what you're doing, and it's called momentum. And as you start to make those incremental changes and you're doing the work, momentum starts to build. And when momentum builds, wow, there's nothing that you can't accomplish. It's an amazing feeling. And that's one of the switches. When I see that happen with a client that I'm working with, who's a business owner, and momentum starts to build on all the things that they've been doing, right, to to build the business the right way. Wow. And you see it. You see it in the business and you see it in the person. You can see it in their eyes. It's incredible. Mm, I love that. So not only is there magic in action, there's the magic of momentum as well. Yes. And you can feel that too. I've felt that at various stages throughout my business as it's grown. And there is a moment like where I'll just look around and say, oh my gosh, I'm in that, that flow of momentum and it feels so good. So amazing. Okay, I we have like eight minutes left. Gina and Naja, are you guys just absorbing this? Do you have anything for Jay you want to contribute or ask? I don't want to um, hog Jay all to myself. <laughs> this is so good. I feel like I could do the weekly Jay show and just, yeah, <laughs> this is amazing stuff. <laughs> You're very kind. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to hear from y'all if you have any any questions, comments, feedback. If there's anything you didn't like that you that you heard, please share that too. For me, it's all been great, but you guys feel free to chime in. Uh, yeah, for, for me, it has been great. I, I've seen, like, as Megan said, she see herself in what you were speaking, right? Um, so I felt it uh, as well. So I'm trying to see what uh, of the things you said I can start doing, right? Uh, taking the small steps and and obviously start taking action. So let me, let me ask you a question along those lines. What okay. is just one area of your life, whether it's business, personal, whatever, what's one area that you know that you'd like to make some sort of change mm-hmm. or you've questioned yourself on? Um, well, I guess uh, my health. Um, I, I guess from last year it started, everything went like going down. And I would like to be as where as when I was like a couple years ago. I felt good, I guess, with myself and being healthy. And mm-hmm. I was like so sluggish and things like that. I don't want to feel like that anymore, obviously. So I guess that is will be the first step in my case. Okay. And in terms of healthy, when you think about that word mm-hmm. and what it means to you. Does it tie to the, the food that you eat, the, uh, the, whether it's exercising? What, what does that mean to you? Uh, I guess in my first uh, point would be exercise mm-hmm. because I, I, I feel like when I, when I start moving myself more, I feel more energized. I guess that would be my first step. 
And then my second step will be uh, making, or I guess having better food choices. Um, I, I know, like, I, like say, I know exactly what I need to eat, obviously to feel better and to um, be healthy, right? But mm -hmm. sometimes it's not like the choice I make. So it's just being um, able to, to do the right choice for me to be healthy. So here's a, a suggestion for you. Mm -hmm. Starting immediately, you can start this actually tomorrow morning. Write down on, a, get yourself a little notebook, something mm -hmm. that you can write in each day and write down I am on my way to being the healthiest version of who I can be. I am on my way to being the healthiest version of who I can be. So start with those words. And then if exercising is a first step for you, which I think is a great starting point, because as I mentioned to you, once you start to move your body more, it creates that ripple effect, right? Where you start to want to attract other healthy areas of your life as well, which means eating more healthily, that sort of thing. So have your exercise clothes, like I do, mm -hmm. out the day before so you see it. It's a visual thing. It's a tactile thing, right? You want to see it and you want to feel it. And then you want to start to visualize yourself working out, moving your body, and make sure that you start with a, an exercise routine that's good for you, right? Mm -hmm. you, you want to make sure that you're doing something that's going to move your body, but not something that you're not ready for yet. Right. So maybe start with some, some stretches. But when you start doing it, that's the action piece. When you start yeah. doing it and you're doing it every day, you'll be able to do a bit more and mm -hmm. push yourself, push yourself mm -hmm. and congratulate yourself after the fact and celebrate the win. You did it, right? You took the action and you did it and way to go and high five. So that's, that would be the starting point for me that I would suggest. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. My pleasure. You've got this, Nadja. <laughs> and I love that too. Like you need to celebrate the little wins, even if they're little, even if you get up and exercise for 10 minutes, mm -hmm. congratulate yourself and say, nice work. You got up, you put on your workout clothes, you sweat for 10 minutes. That's awesome. So I love that. And we're here. Gina and I are here to cheer you on all the time. So yay, go Nadja. <laughs> Could I, I share yeah. one thing with you? Please do. And, and this is just a, a parting point that I want to make. And it's a, again, it goes back to there are certain things that are universal principles that just work. They've been proven time and time again. And I'm a student of business. I'm a student of success. It's just what I love and what I immerse myself in. So here it is. There is nothing, there is nothing that you can't accomplish when you set your mind to it. There is nothing that you can't accomplish when you set your mind to it. When you believe that, when you truly believe it, and you have a strong enough purpose for doing that thing that you want to do, you will get there. You've got to see it first then you'll be able to achieve it. So take action, do the work, and know that you can accomplish anything. Those were incredible words to end on. That was amazing, Jay. Um, I think this is one of the missing components for food bloggers because there are a lot of spaces where food bloggers get together virtually. And I take note of things that they're saying and I observe problems, struggles, because Obviously, I'm, I have a membership and a podcast. I want to know what people's struggles are. And I so consistently see people saying, I don't know what to do next. I don't know what to focus on. I don't know. I feel like my wheels are spinning. I don't know where to go. There's so much to do. And I think like not having that purpose piece is such a missing piece of the puzzle. Because if you don't know why you're doing this and where you're going and where you want to go, then of course your wheels are going to be spinning all the time. 
So that just gave me a little bit of clarity on that. Excellent. Thank you so much for your time today, Jay. This was amazing. Yeah, it's absolutely my pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me and for having this this platform for your community to come together to learn with one another and from one another to challenge each other to congratulate each other and celebrate and support. I mean, what a what a beautiful thing! So, thank you for what you're doing and keep keep bringing greatness into the world. It spreads. Uh, well, you too, Jay. You keep bringing your greatness. Thanks for being here, everyone. Gina and Naja, thanks for joining us too. And yeah, we'll see you around. Thank you all. Bye. We're glad you could join us on this episode of Eat Blog Talk. For more resources based on today's discussion, as well as show notes and an opportunity to be on a future episode of the show, be sure to head to eatblogtalk.com. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll be here to feed you on Eat Blog Talk.